Colossians chapter 5, verse 1. You will probably recognize where this quote comes from before I finish it. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed, to me. I'll lift my lamp beside the golden door. These words are inscribed on the pedestal of, of Lady Liberty, if you will, in the New York Harbor. Uh, a statue expressing that anyone can come to America and bring your mess, bring your problems, bring your burdens, bring your needs. As though she's standing there lighting the path uh, for the way in her hand. A at her feet there is a chain that is broken. The, the broken and the bruised held hostage in all kinds of situations in life are invited to, to freedom in America are things that are expressed in that. But, but I'm considering God and His offer of freedom this morning to all who are in bondage, to all who are wanting to escape it. He welcomes all to bring their problems, bring their burdens, bring their needs, bring their sin to be forgiven. And, and He is the way. The Lord is the way to true freedom. Today is, well, today is July 2nd, 2023. Tuesday will be July the 4th, 2023. On July the 4th, 1776, the colonists declared their independence from Great Britain. There was still a long way to go to being the land of the free and the home of the brave, but many have given their time, many have given their money, there are many who have sacrificed and given their lives so that the U.S. of A., might be free. We like the word free, don't we? I'll never forget a, a, a service I was in and, and someone was being spoken about of traveling and their luggage was Kroger bags. The plastic Kroger bags at the store because they were free. They had free luggage. People are all right with things that are free. You know, I, I get these... I get these coupons in the mail from, from a store, and it might be a dollar off this or two dollars off four of those. That's not a good deal. But every now and then, there will be a coupon for something free, a free loaf of bread. That's not bad. The bread I like these days is four dollars a loaf almost. Uh, I splurge on a few things, and one thing is bread these days because I like that bread so much. But when I get that coupon for that free loaf of bread, I like that one a little more. I have to go back to my other one when, when I run out of them, though. We, we like the word. We get excited over, over free, though. Who has been to a sporting event and you got there way early because the first thousand people got a free shirt or a cap 
or foam finger of their favorite team to wave. You, you've done it. You've been there. I, I don't, you didn't sleep outside all night. Some people are shaking their heads no, but some people, if they're honest, they have. We like free stuff. Some people say they like to be free to do as they please. When you tell some people about Jesus, they're, they're thinking they're giving up a freedom to go as they want, say as they want, wear as they want, do as they want, and they like their freedom, and so they just can't give it up. They are free as the breeze to do as they please. Well, that's not really the case. Those people who think they are free without Jesus are in great bondage. Let me, I could read a lot of places, Romans chapter 8. And we're going to look at verses 5 through 8 for a second before we get to our text verse. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death. That doesn't sound very free. That doesn't sound like a good kind of free. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. That doesn't sound very free. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. What's good about being free to not please God? That's no freedom at all. That's bondage. But Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Only a child of God is free. Paul wrote these words to the churches of Galatia, those he had evangelized, those who received the gospel of grace. They were saved from their sins by the message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins according to the Scriptures, and they were set free from sin. They, they were saved. And then they started entertaining a different thought. Be careful what you listen to. They started entertaining these strangers coming around. They were probably very flattering. They were probably very helpful in some ways, but they were very harmful in trying to draw these Christians in freedom back into bondage as though they had not been saved from the penalty of sin. And here they are entertaining this idea. Paul was shocked that they would play the part of someone who would try to work or to maintain a salvation they had been given permanently. So he says, look in the same chapter here, chapter 5 and verse 7, he says to them, you did run well. They were saved by grace. They were trusting the Lord and walking with the Lord. 
you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. Verse 12, I would they were even cut off which trouble you. The book of Galatians, wow. You know, there's... I wouldn't be wrong in saying the name of the person in this area. I'm not going to do it. Just to, I don't want to draw attention elsewhere. But there's someone on the radio in this area. And what you find in the book of Galatians about our, our salvation given by the Lord Jesus Christ and our reprimand for anyone who would try to work for it. Well, this person on the radio is, is preaching or talking about something opposite of what Galatian teaches, and someone wrote in or called in to him and said, you ought to study the book of Galatians. And when they got a hold of that, they said, this book is about circumcision. I guess that's what I would say too if I wanted to keep preaching what he's preaching and totally miss the mark. But we are free in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the, the, the Christians in Galatia, they couldn't actually leave their liberty in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not possible. But they started listening to the wrong things. And they started getting loony for a bit, if you would. So Paul talks to them about how liberty is received. Jesus talked about how this freedom is received. John chapter 8, verse 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We, we, we do not come into freedom spiritually in Jesus Christ by anything we do, but by His truth. And He also says in verse 36, it's by way of Him that we become free. It says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Freedom in Jesus Christ is free for anyone who will receive it by faith and trust in Him as Lord and Savior for what He has done. It is freely offered to you and I. It was a high price for the Son of God. It was a high price for God the Father to give up His Son, that He would pay the price for all of our sins. When Paul was writing to Timothy, he says in 1 Timothy 2.5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. I quoted that verse a while back when somebody said they thought that I should be able to forgive someone's sins. There's one mediator between God and men, the, the man Christ Jesus. It goes on to say, here's the price he paid, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And there is a glorious, wonderful invitation that we find in the Word of God to freedom in Jesus Christ, to be able to have liberty. This same chapter, Galatians 5 and verse 13, says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. What a wonderful invitation to, to be free in Jesus, to be able to come to Him. Listen to the invitation from the Lord God Himself in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. 
It says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your, skin, your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. What a, what a beautiful invitation, not only from the Lord God, but we have an invitation from the Son of God in the end of the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 11. Jesus says, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And then he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest to your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus has paid the price, and what a wonderful free invitation that we have to the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, but it doesn't end there. There's an invitation from the Spirit of God. There's an invitation from the saved that goes out. And, and at the end of the Bible, Revelation twenty two seventeen, it says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Is that not beautiful? Let him take the water of life freely. There's a lot of confusion and complication in religion out there, and there are a lot of people who are all messed up. But what a simple, beautiful invitation it is to come to Jesus to be free, to be free in Him from the Father, from the Son, from the Holy Spirit, from saints, an invitation to liberty. What peace there is in you and I being confirmed in our hearts that we are free in Christ. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. We're going, we're going to talk about some Scripture and, and share some Scripture today. It says, Now... The Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where is the Spirit of the Lord? He has taken up residence in the one who has come to Jesus Christ to be free. He lives in our hearts and we not only know that we know Him, we know that we are free in the Lord Jesus Christ. We read of the completeness of the liberty that we have in Jesus. In Romans chapter 8, where the most encouraging chapter of the Bible for me, and it speaks of how we are heirs of God, and we are joint heirs with Christ. And it goes on to say in, in Romans 8 and 21, I, I, I want to read that verse for you. It says, Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. How, how is this 
liberty, this freedom received in Christ, it, it's, it's freely given. It's freely given by faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Well, just as the song says, Jesus paid it all. He paid it all, and it's free for you and I. We might not only consider how liberty is received, but, but also some responsibilities with our liberty. Responsibilities with liberty, that sounds like a contradiction. The world would call that a contradiction. What is free is free. But our freedom in Christ gives you and I delightful responsibilities, not difficult responsibilities. I mean, can we handle this? How about enjoying our freedom in Christ? Doesn't that kind of hurt sometimes at the thought of the way we get down or the way we look at life and the discouragement we allow ourselves to get into? And don't get me wrong, we have those seasons, but God forbid that we not rejoice always in the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. How about we enjoy it? Can we do that? Can we take up that responsibility that we enjoy the liberty in the Lord Jesus Christ? God simply wants us to appreciate this freedom that He has given us through His Son. We see that there are blessings for those who come to freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. In James chapter 1 and verse 25, it says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed." There are blessings in this freedom in Christ. We are, we are free to be able to serve Him. I, you know, someone named their church freedom one time, and I think they were missing the mark totally of what that freedom is. We're, we're free to be able to serve Christ. We couldn't do that before we knew Him as Lord and Savior, but now He set us free, and we're able to do and to serve Him, to enjoy the blessings of our freedom. Can we take on that responsibility to enjoy the blessings that come with our freedom in Christ. Another simple responsibility to fulfill in our freedom that, that many may not take the time to do is to be thankful for it. Can we stop and be thankful for our freedom? You know what will happen in our pity party at the house when things seem to be going wrong and we're thinking about every difficult thing happening? We're just going to mess around and get encouraged if we start being thankful for our freedom. If we start enjoying the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. If we, if we start rejoicing over it. Be thankful for our freedom. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 18... It says, Being then made free from sin, ye become the servants of righteousness. Go verse 17 before that. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. That's describing those who say, I'm free to do as I please. They're not. You were the servants of sin. We were. But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, obeyed the gospel and been saved. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants unto righteousness. I remember things I served before I was saved. 
How wonderful it is to have the freedom to be the servants of righteousness. We're not perfect yet, but, but, but we serve differently. We serve differently than when we were lost in this world. We have, we have something greater to serve. We can serve our Lord. How about another responsibility in our freedom? How about being vocal about it? We have a responsibility to be vocal about this freedom. Those who have been delivered from the bondage of sin... Those who have been set free in Christ have a delightful responsibility to proclaim it. That's exactly what Jesus did when He was on this earth. That's exactly what the plan and the purpose was for Him. And He fulfilled it. Listen to it in Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. I tell you what, that place of freedom, it's a sweet place. What Jesus offers for free... You, you couldn't buy anything better anywhere. And He gives it. He gives it because of what He gave to Himself. It, it was His purpose that He took upon Him to proclaim the good news. And it's our purpose. It's given to the church today. Mark sixteen fifteen says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We were just sharing in Timothy team yesterday how overwhelming it is, how overwhelmingly satisfying it is to walk away from sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with somebody no matter how they respond, no matter what we think they're doing with the good news of Jesus Christ, a seed is being planted by God. What a wonderful thing that we've been able to do to trade our sins for the message of the forgiveness of sins, to tell the whole world, praise the Lord, a responsibility with our liberty. How about being vocal about it? How about protecting, protecting our liberty, protecting our freedom? Not as though someone could take it away. God gave it. He's greater than all. And no one can take it from us. But how about a lack of experience of it? Sometimes we're not experiencing the freedom that, that we have in Jesus Christ. And we need to protect that. The churches of Galatia were as free as they were when they received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in, in position, but they were not experiencing the blessings of their freedom. And Paul is encouraging them, reprimanding them, that they need to protect the freedom experience that they have in Jesus Christ. In, in the, as he wrote to the churches of Galatia, chapter 2 and verse 4, he says, And that because of false brethren unawares brought in, who came in privately to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Don't you know there's someone 
trying to taint our freedom in Jesus Christ, our experience of our freedom. It happened then, and, it, and it's happening today. So therefore, in our text verse, let's, let's look at it again. Paul writes to them and says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. We're to take care of the experiential intimacy of the liberty that we have in Jesus Christ. We haven't earned our liberty. We don't maintain the existence of our freedom. But we do have a responsibility with the experience of it in our lives. How about another responsibility with our freedom in Christ? That we do not abuse it. It shouldn't be abused. Our freedom in Christ shouldn't be abused and cause another to stumble. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. As soon as I get there, I'll read it to you. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Let us take up the responsibility not to abuse our liberty we come to a maturity, we come to a conviction that this is right, this is okay, this is not, and maybe more immature believers who are babes in Christ just coming up, they're, they're, they're grieved over something, they're uncertain about something, and it causes them to stumble. I mean, the attitude of the world is, I'm free to do what I want. Surely the spiritual attitude is, I don't care what they say. I'm, I'm free to do this in Christ and I know it and I'm going to do it. No, I think, I, think we're going to, I think we're going to care about another when it causes them to stumble, whether it's something that's okay or not. Paul said he was, wasn't going to eat, drink, or do anything that would cause his brother to stumble. He was going to make sure that he did not abuse his freedom in Jesus Christ. Back to our text chapter in Galatians 5 and verse 13. It says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Uh, it doesn't matter what our right is or what knowledge we've come to that this or that is right. If it causes another to stumble... That, that's a responsibility that we have with our liberty, that we would not abuse it. Liberty does not give us a license to sin. Can we lose our liberty? No. Will the Holy Spirit make us miserable inside over abuse of our liberty? Yes. You know, I've heard all of my saved life, and it's probably gone on for hundreds of years before that, that those who know security and salvation in Jesus Christ are told by others, you sin as much as you, as you want to, I guess, and that, that's your belief. That, that just doesn't belong in the ballpark with the Holy Spirit living inside a believer 
the Holy Spirit is right in line with the Word of God, the Son of God, God the Father. And, and, and if there is deliberate sin, we're miserable over that. And, and we can't stay in that, though we understand that we have security in the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2.16 says, As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. How about, okay, we, we started out with the responsibility of enjoying. Enjoy it! But also, let's not abuse our liberty. Let's take that as a responsibility. How about some boundaries? Some boundaries in liberty. That sounds opposite also. The world says, I have no boundary. I'm free... Leave me alone with that message. I'm free to do as I please and I have no boundaries. I do whatever I want. Well, if God is not someone's father, then the devil is, and they're within the boundaries, actually, of the devil. John 8.44 says, The lusts of your father ye will do. You serve your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. There's the boundaries of those who are unsaved to do whatever Satan wants them to do. And, but let me say this, there are boundaries in our freedom in Christ. I mean, the concept makes sense. I used to go to the park when I was a kid, and we'd play ball. We, man, we played everything, mainly football and baseball. We didn't text each other. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't call each other. We didn't call each other on the landline. Everybody just showed up at the park to play ball on Saturday at noon. You knew everybody was going to be there. But we couldn't play until we set the out of bounds or the foul line or the sidelines. We were all ready to, we were free to play. Mama let me go to the park, free to play. But we couldn't play until we set the, the boundaries. Whatever team lost, the week before. It's the same field, same thing every time, but if they lost, they wanted to reset the boundaries. Like that was going to help them win. We argued over boundaries. We weren't free to play until we set boundaries. Once we set the boundary, okay, the pine tree and the oak tree, that's that sideline. And then the sidewalk by the street, that's the other sideline. The, the, the sidewalk before the hill, that's the, that's the end zone. And then... With those boundaries, we were free to maximize ourselves in playing this sport. I mean, it, it makes sense. In order for a tennis player to play tennis, there must be a baseline. Same for a baseball player in need of a foul line, a football player in need of a sideline. And the games are maximized by those boundaries. The reason God has set His boundaries for us is to maximize our freedom to be able to serve Him. So we have restricted boundaries, and it's for good. It's to maximize what we can do for God. We know what we can do for God. We know where we can do what we do for God. It's not only restricted boundaries, but it's right boundaries. Uh, a, a fish isn't going to roam in the jungle, and a lion's not going to swim in the sea. But there, there are right boundaries for the children of God as in their freedom in Jesus Christ. And having the right boundaries maximizes our potential to serve Him. But the lost person, the lost person is in bondage to sin. 
and can do nothing but sin. The unsaved soul has no liberty and can really only serve the devil. The child of God has been made free from the bondage of sin and death. I'll tell you what, talking about being set free to do as we please. Real freedom is found in Jesus Christ and serving Him. That, that couldn't be done in bondage, but in Christ, there, there is real liberty. You know, the, I'm not going to recall names. I recall people in my mind, wonderful servants of God today, professing believers at one time, but you just couldn't get their attendance. You just couldn't get their service. They, they, had a, they had an ability to do something. They had a talent could be used for the Lord. And they'd stick their toe in the water every now and then, but really wouldn't commit to that talent. And you wonder what's wrong. Next thing you know, they realize they didn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They get saved, and you can't stop them from serving the Lord with their talent. You can't keep them out of God's house because they got truly set free from sin. Joshua said, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There is an individual freedom there. Joshua says, but as for me. And then there's a family freedom that Joshua spoke of. My house, my house will serve the Lord. I love the conversations I have with some moms and dads when they're counting their blessings and sharing their blessings and those who have said, all of my children have made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. What, it, it's wonderful to see the glow on a parent's face over that. Don't be discouraged if you can't say that today because the Lord's not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. But in saying that, you know, some people think if there was a preacher in the family, look, that's my family, I'm in the realm of this family, I ought to be able to have a place in heaven. My, my uncle so-and-so is a deacon, Sure, surely I'm going to be able to go to heaven. You know what? It may be for some family member here today. You're thinking that everyone in your family is probably saved, but there's trouble with you. There's something different with you. And maybe it is that you need to take of the water of life freely. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let Him save you from your sins. Come to true freedom in Jesus. You're about to have that opportunity at a time of invitation. Why do we have a time of invitation like this? One person said, I believe it's a show. And what a terrible thing to say. After the Word of God, this is an effectual word. I could sit here and talk about Texas, the state of Texas all day, and you can just walk out and go home and forget it. But, but not this living word. 
and not the love of God that is going out and drawing your heart right now because He wants to save you from your sins. He wants you to set aside the pride of, of maybe making people think you've been so Whatever the case may be, He wants to save your soul right now. And the only way for that to happen for anyone of any religion, of any ethnicity, throughout this world, anywhere, is Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. The weight, the weight and the pressure of trying to keep on with positive thinking to, to make yourself think in your head you're saved. That's exhausting. Someone walked this aisle some six or seven years ago, and they were exhausted with that. And you know what? They took of the water of life freely. And they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that you today? You come. You come as we have an invitation. Let us bow to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father God, we bow to you again. We thank you for the freedom that you have given us in our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for the experience of it. I thank you that we know it. As you say over and over, your spirit says over and over through John in your word. And Lord, for one here today who has not known it and they're troubled by their uncertainty and there's a battle that continually goes on in their minds and, and it's, a, it's a battle that they're guilty of causing themselves. Lord, may they surrender. May they lay their lives down to, to Jesus Christ in His hands and be saved from their sins, Lord. Lord, for us as Your children who go through the mountains and valleys of life, Lord, may we rejoice that we are always free in you. We thank you for that promise. We thank you for your salvation. Have your time in our lives in this, in this moment of invitation, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.